Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Gentle parenting. It's all the rage. You're seeing it pop up over and over again. So what is it? Does it work? It's a is real. It, is it successful? It's a real buzzy term right now, oh, as you would say. I, I did say buzzy. That's what you call it, buzzy. <laughs> would you explain to people what gentle parenting is? So like a 36,000 foot view, high level. It is when parents acknowledge their child's feelings and kind of like, what those, what are the motivations behind those feelings and why they're leading to challenging behavior um, instead of just correcting the behavior or telling them to stop or telling them to be good or be quiet or quit crying. More like, okay, what are the feelings that they're having that are leading to this reaction and how can I as a parent use this as a teachable moment to help them learn to handle those feelings better. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I I think uh, it's based on a positive response to your child's behavior versus the old standby, do it because I said so, (laughs) right? How many times did you hear that phrase from your parents? Was that common in your house? That was enough. And that was my father. That was often what I heard from my father. You do that because I said so, and I'm your father. And I'm the boss. I'm in <laughs> right. charge. And it doesn't matter right. what your questions are. That's right. how it is. And uh, I can think of an example, actually, very recently for us where um, I was really trying to lean into this gentle parenting thing because I do think there's value to it. And I I see how if a child can identify the feelings and why they're having them, that that would make it a lot easier to change the behavior versus just telling them not to feel that way. Right. Even as a child, I always thought, especially when I got to be like 11 or 12 or 13, I was like, you know, if, if you tell somebody why they shouldn't do anything, they'll understand better. Yeah, and and you can kind of get on the same page as your child or they can get on the same page as you where they feel seen and understood and that doesn't justify bad behavior, but it can help, I think, eliminate it because they understand and they can put a name to their feelings. Do you think that it can lead to problems later in life when they don't always get the explanation they were hoping for? No, because... I think that they have, they're really armed with a lot of tools. Are they or do they think they are? (laughs) Fake it till you make it. I don't know. Right, right. I don't know. I I don't know. You know, like I'll I'll, I'll tell a story about um, something that just happened at Noah's birthday party last weekend. Um, This was his first birthday party post pandemic because he, has a birthday in early spring and he, he had to have a couple Zoom parties. Um, and Clara was having a really hard time with it. And she was jealous. And that's a that's an emotion that we all feel sometimes. And um he got a 
twins pillow. It was super soft and, and everyone was making a big deal out of how awesome this twins pillow was. And she was super upset. And so I took her upstairs and it, inside I was like this, I was irritated and I was like, Ugh. and you knew that I was, but I tried really yeah. hard to be gentle with her and give the feelings that she was having a name for her to understand and tell her it was normal to feel like that. But we also needed to get back to Noah's party and celebrate him. And so I, I took her upstairs and I tried really hard to be gentle and say, like, you're feeling jealous because Noah's getting presents and all the attention. And that's a normal feeling. And I don't know if it worked. Then you came up because I had went down back down to the party. So I was there for Noah. And I it was probably a disaster and I'm doing everything wrong. I don't no. know. But I just I, I saw it as an opportunity to really, like, try and empower her to give her feeling a name and let her know that it was normal that she was feeling like that. And that feeling was jealousy. It was. Yeah. And, right. and that is a normal feeling yeah, that is. people feel. Ab- absolutely. Well, they say there are four types of four types of parenting. There's permissive, authoritative, neglectful, and authoritarian. Okay. Can we run down like the differences? Yes. Okay. I, I will I will give you the breakdown here. What was that noise? What's that? What was that noise? That, the that was just uh, another one of my computers okay. telling me that something's here and <laughs> I don't <laughs> okay. care. Okay, just make it sure. <laughs> okay. Um, permissive is child-driven, rarely gives or enforces rules, and overindulges the child to avoid conflict. They say neglectful is uninvolved or absent, provides little nurturance or guidance, and uh, it is indifferent to the child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. Authoritative, which I think is very close to the gentle parenting, it says solves problems together with the child, sets clear rules and expectations and uh, it has open communication and natural consequences. And then there's the authoritarian, which is parent-driven, sets strict rules and punishment, one-way communication with little consideration of the child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. When I when I read all these, I thought, oh God. I'm failing because I am permissive. <laughs> There's not even a question. I was going to ask if you could identify your parenting style out of the four. And... I, I, I'm, I, I am, and this is wrong. I'm telling you, I know that I'm wrong, but I am permissive in the sense that it is child-driven, rarely gives or enforces rules, and overindulges the child to avoid conflict, that would be me. Um, But I don't think that that means you're failing. No, no, no. We'll get, we'll get to that in a point. But what on there do you think best describes your parenting style? I would say I'm probably in a gray area between authoritative and permissive. It kind of depends on the situation. Would I, think, you... I think that you do very well with the authoritative. I think that you're obviously... I, I I mean you're you're I think you're better versed <laughs> in this type of thing, and I think that you're closer to the authoritative, which would be the gentle parenting. Here's what I will say about myself. 
I have a lot of feelings and I feel my feelings really big and I always have. And our kids have a lot of feelings and they feel their feelings very big. And so I feel like I can relate to that on that on that level of like having all of those emotions and like really feeling them. And I think that lends itself to the authoritative where I try to get on their level and understand what the feelings are and then get them to a place where they're able to understand the feelings. At least that's what I'm trying to do. No, no. I, I don't I, know. Uh, no, no. I, I think you do a good job with that. I really do. I, I think you do. I think uh, I, well, I, I can tell you this, as far as influence in my life, I grew up with authoritarian parents. I did too. And that was do it because I said so. That's yeah. why. I and, think that and, a lot of people in our right. generations did grow up with authoritarian parents. I think that's just how they thought they were doing the best they could. Right. And they that's how they were raised by their parents, yep. right? The old, uh, what is it? Spare the rod, spoil the child, <laughs> which I'm uh, 100% against. But I, I will say this, uh, you know, there, there was consequence a lot. I think there was more severe consequence. Oh yeah. When I, when I didn't do things, but I, even as a child, I look back, you know, they always say that, Oh, you're going to look back and you'll understand why we did this. I am confident enough in myself as an adult now to be able to say, dad, mom, you, you didn't always do it right. And I would agree and say the same thing. But I do think that they thought they were doing what was right. Of course right. they did, yeah. And I think that they were doing it from what they knew and what they had experienced. And I know that my parents really wanted us to be successful. And I think they thought that that was the way to raise successful kids, was to have a lot of boundaries and strict rules and consequences and not a lot of like let's sit down and break down our feelings so we all understand them it was almost like when we were raised as a child that you didn't have a voice and your opinion or thoughts didn't matter oh absolutely and and you right. and it goes from small childhood all the way up to making those life choices of what am i going to do when i turn 18 and go to college and or am i going to go to college and where am i going to live and my parents had a very active role in that decision to the point of I didn't do what I really wanted to do. Right. And I don't, because we aren't at that stage yet, I don't know if it's different now. If, if people that, that do a more authoritative or gentle parenting approach, let go of the reins a little bit more at that point. I think most parents just want the best for their kids. I would like to believe that anyways. I know that not everybody, that there are a few bad eggs in the basket, right? But I think a lot of parents are hard on their kids because they want everything for them that they never had, right? Absolutely. And I think that uh, you're always comparing your childhood to your own child. So you, you want them to like step, have a step up, uh-huh. right? So I, I can understand why people have, Faults. I and then you got to look at life circumstance as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of friends who had their children when they were much younger than I did. Yes, I do too. And I wasn't that old when I had my kids, but no. I have friends that had kids a lot younger. 
So when I, when I have friends who had their kids when they were in their late 20s and early 30s, you know, their kids, a lot of them are, are done with high school and in college, and some of them even moved beyond that and have families of their own now, mm-hmm. right? So I finally got to a point, <laughs> you know, I was in my late 40s when Clara was born, and I had the ability and the time to basically give her what she wants, <laughs> which is dangerous. It can right? be, yes. I mean, it is dangerous. And, you know, I found when I read all these traits, common traits, when it came to being a permissive parent, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> that's me, right? A high responsiveness and low demands. You have the highest responsiveness. Communicates openly and usually lets their kids decide for themselves rather than giving direction. (laughs) Rules and expectations are either not set or rarely enforced. And typically, I go go to great lengths to keep the kids happy, sometimes at their own expense. At your own expense. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Well, yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Yes. And it would be... yeah, and I thought, oh, God. Do you want to hear the uh, common traits for the authoritative parent? One more time, yeah. Which are, which are the high responsiveness, again, but you also have high demands. Mm-hmm. I, would right? say, I would say that I do. You set clear rules and expectations for the kids while uh, practicing flexibility and understanding at the same time. Communicate frequently. They listen to and take into consideration children's thoughts, feelings, and opinions, which you always do. And you allow natural consequences to occur, uh, like uh, if they fail a quiz or or if they didn't study Mm -hmm. or something like that. But use those opportunities to help their kids reflect and learn. Yes. I I do do some of those. Yes. And and in some situations, I'm a lot more, like if it's Friday at 515 I'm like, you guys want to go on your iPads? Do it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to sit here with my feet up in my book. Right. So, I I mean, there's, I'm not black and white on those traits, I would say. And I I don't think anybody is. Um, When Noah was little bitty, I would say I was more of the, like, authoritarian. Is that the? Yeah, that's the, that's the, the old school mom and dad. The 80s, 90s. 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s parenting. Do it because I said so. And I, I think I le- I leaned more towards that because that's what I knew. And, you know, you you do what you know until you know better and then you do better. And so I've, I've really tried to work more towards the gentle, like, let's figure out what's really going on instead of just like, this is how it is because I said so. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, I'll say this. Um, our parents' generation raised some good kids. (laughs) So I don't, I don't, I, you know, again, I'll never be the big disciplinarian. I I just can't, I don't have the heart to do it, (laughs) but I, I have a hard time criticizing a generation past when I look at some of the great things that they have done. And I'm not criticizing. I just, I know I I'm just taking a little bit different approach with our family and we're allowed to do that. Right. I, I agree. I agree. But 
I, I'm just wondering. I, I read the article and I'm like, well, I'm a complete failure. No, because you're I, not. I do. I spoil you're, the kids. You do, but I, that I doesn't do. mean you're a failure. You're a great dad. They love I, you. Well, that's you're the fun one. That you want to know why? Because it's always shopping. Yeah, you're the fun one. It's just yeah. Well, anyways, so if you're, <laughs> let's just get is, back. Is one of these like? premier or like the best well i can't well of course it would be authoritative because that would be as a close as close to uh the gentle parenting as you get i would have to say but do they say that that has the best outcome yes okay yes they do i mean obviously you don't want to be neglectful no no i mean and you know there there are still authoritarian parents and Mm -hmm. you know that's what that's the way i was raised uh permissive I don't know if that's What do just, they say happens to those kids? Well, it's, it's <laughs> it, I think, but the, the problem I have with that when people criticize parenting methods, right? Through my life, I have learned this. I knew people 20 years ago where I thought to myself, your kid is the Antichrist, right? <laughs> I mean, I would think that. I was, because they were just out of control. And I was like, and I didn't have any children, so I didn't know, right? And I thought to myself, oh, my God, what is that like? And then I see those same children today because they were like more of that permissive style. Uh-huh. And I see them kids today and some of the nicest, most well-rounded kids I've ever seen in my life or, or met. And I, I meet them today and I'm like, I want to tell some of them. I was like, I didn't know what to think of you when you were little and now look at you. But this. don't you see now that you are a parent, especially of school-aged kids, that, like, that's just kind of how kids act? Yeah. <laughs> to a point? Yeah. You I know, mean, they're, you, they're, the, they're their own little people, it, and they're a, just trying to figure out how to do the world. Yeah, it's a learning experience for sure. And by the way, uh, I did also read, so, so don't beat yourself up, that if you are doing parenting the right way 30 to 40 percent of the time you're gonna make it and two if you're even considering this conversation right and wondering if you're a good parent and hoping like you're already doing it right if you care and you're <laughs> trying and you're aware and you don't you think yeah well it doesn't matter if it's i mean i they say that sometimes you will do it wrong, but that's all right because you're a person and you're not perfect. Well, right. I mean, as long as you love them and care for them and their basic needs are met, of course, everyone's going to mess up. That's what we're humans. Because there are going to be tantrums that you are not going to be able to just sit there and calmly no, discuss. No, and we've had them. Right. And, and I don't like yelling at the kids, but God knows I've done it. The author made a good point when she said the other day. Uh, she had talked about uh, her her son had a doctor's appointment, and he was like, I'm not going. And she was like, you are going. And she literally strapped on, his, strapped on his shoes, threw on his jacket, and drug him mm-hmm. kicking and screaming to the car and drove him to the clinic. And she was like, you know what? At the time, that was the only way that I could I felt I could get it done. And it probably wasn't right, but it worked, and I'm not going to beat myself up for it. And you, I think the way that you handle those situations where that's kind of your only option, if you're still 
gentle and loving even when you're doing that. That's the best you can do. Well, here's where I would have failed even even worse. Cancel the doctor's appointment. Well, or or I would have said this. We'll if, go shopping. If, after. <laughs> that would have been that would have totally been it. I'd have been like, okay, we'll go to the doctor's appointment, and then if you're good, we'll go to Target and we'll go to the we'll shop for a new Barbie. Which, that that is the way I would have handled it, and I've done that in the past, and it's not the right way to do things. I mean. It wouldn't be my preferred method, but it's... Are you kidding me? <laughs> you realize what it leads to? I know, because I deal with it yeah, now. Yeah, I, and I see it, and I'm like, well, this is... <laughs> right? You, you built the bed, now you gotta uh, lie in it. Oh, like, it is, yeah. Or made, you made the bed, built the bed, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we had a similar situation to that just the other night, and Clara would not get in the shower. Oh, God, that was And a... she was furious, and she was screaming. And I was like, I understand that this is not what you want to be doing. I understand you're not pleased. I didn't scream. I didn't yell. You know, I didn't get physical. But she took a shower because she needed to take a shower. Like, that's one of the non-negotiables. And it wasn't like, oh, we could stretch it another day. Like, we had already stretched it another day. Like, it, it had to happen. And so... I don't know. It probably wasn't my best moment, but we got it done. I tried to be very understanding through the process of her not wanting to do it. Right. And acknowledge her feelings while still stating that it needed to be done. And then afterwards, once she decided to calm down, she was perfectly fine. Sometimes it's just a battle of will. Oh, yeah. Especially with her. Yeah. And you can tell. That it's not even I that she doesn't want to take a shower or bath. Or she just like wants that. to win. She wants her way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that in her. So that and like someday that will probably be a very valuable trait. Hopefully, I think both of them. I, I see things that uh, that will will hopefully help them as an adult. And I what I really don't want to do as a parent is ever like stamp out their spirit. Right. I always want them to feel like they can really tr- be who they truly feel like they are, whatever that means. And I like critical thinking. I want them to examine situations and then try to figure out why mm-hmm. one way or one way is mm-hmm. better than the other. Right. Absolutely. So I, I like to encourage critical thinking as well, and that is one good thing about the gentle parenting, where you set them down and you work through through those emotions and explain to them. Why, for instance, it might just for example, why something they want to do might not be safe. Sure. Like she brought up the example of like if you're at the park and they're playing and you say, Okay, now let's make sure that we stay close enough to where we can wave and see each other. That way we know that we are both safe mm-hmm. versus you. Yeah. Right? So they That's good. I like that they, one. they kind of feel they're taking on as much of the responsibility as you and you're looking out for each other and that helps them build bonds and friendships through life that will be meaningful as well. It, yeah, and it, it it empowers them to have some of that responsibility even though you know that you're the one watching them but they feel like it's reciprocated like right. they're they're watching for you, you're watching for them and that's uh it makes them feel a little bit grown up as well, and it makes them feel like they're looking out for you. Yes, and that is those are great traits as a as a friend or a coworker, or you know, like we're here to help each other. What do you think the uh, the dominant 
form of parenting is in the United States mm-hmm. right now? That's a great question. Do you have statistics? I do not. Oh, shoot. Although they say that the authoritative, which is the one gentle parenting mm-hmm. to me, is has been gaining steam now for about four or five years. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen it around for a while. I'm seeing it a lot recently. It was buzzy. And they say that the reason you're seeing a lot more of it again now is because it was difficult <laughs> to do any style, if you will, of parenting during the pandemic. Y'all, it, the parenting style during the pandemic oh, was God. survive. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and that's a great example of not beating yourself up. Like when I when she said, you want to know what? There's nobody that does it right all of the time. No. And there's going to be a lot of days when you're going to make mistakes and you're going to know right away. But don't, again, that's going to happen because you're not a perfect no. individual. And there have been times that I've, lost my patience, yelled, and then I've apologized. Guys, I'm sorry that I lost my patience. I Mom should have been a little chiller. Right. You know? I do, yeah. And that's fine. That's fine to do, too, because it shows them that it's okay to admit when you make a mistake, and it's okay to apologize. And we haven't even brought up yet that children, obviously being individuals, are each very different. Completely. Our kids are completely different. I mean, 100%. We have a five-year-old girl and a 10-year-old boy that couldn't be more opposite. (laughs) And they're both awesome. Literally, yeah. They're just, they're both, they're both wonderful kids, but they're very, very different. Whereas one is, is uh, softer and gentler and quieter and very emotional, Mm -hmm. you know, and the other is aggressive and you know, you only, I mean, I do, and by I, the way, that that's the our, younger, the younger one, the younger girl yeah. one is the aggressive, it, it, loud. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, just, you wouldn't, most people who meet her and know her don't know that side of her. And those are probably not labels that we should give her. I would say she's um, very confident. She's very physical. In her play. Yes, she she, yeah, she likes to rough house. Yeah. Um, she is very, like, she believes in herself a lot. And I love yeah. that for her. Oh, yeah. I hope she never loses that because it's great. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I know. I'm And I, again, I, I look at them both and I see, you know, I see wonderful traits. But being a parent, you always see the best in your kids, right? Right. right. You I always mean, they have, do. They have good parent-teacher conferences. But I honestly don't believe, and, and and it's good, but I don't believe that you're ever, does anybody go to a parent-teacher's conference and have them tell? Like your kid's jerk? Yeah, yeah or, 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 they, or have them tell you what's wrong with your kids. I don't I don't know. think that happens. I remember when I was a kid, my parents came home with bad reports all the time. Well, it was like you talk too much. Well, duh. You're not paying attention. Yeah, like right. if she cared as much about math as she did about her clothes, you know, we'd be in a better place. But guess what? I still don't care about math, and I still do care about math. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, that, and, and I brought this up earlier, but you can remember as a child thinking to yourself, this is not fair. And I here I am, you know, all these years later thinking to myself, I'll, I'd still never do that to my kid because it's not fair. And it's not right. I mean, I watched teachers 
punish kids when I was in grade school in class. And I was like, you can't do that to humiliate them. Or you, you understand what I'm oh, saying? Right. I mean, the, there was, believe it or not, the stuff that you see in the movies, like with the dunce hat, that was a, that was a real thing in was my it school. Really? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. Our kids standing up against the chalkboard. Oh, whole, I remember that. I mean, that. yeah, just, just, or, you know, stuff them out in the hall. I, and, I and spent a, time, yeah. I spent time in the hall many times because I talked too much. Um, I had a math, uh, actually it wasn't a math teacher. It was a elementary teacher and it was after a math test and she like berated me in front of the entire class and I was sobbing and she kept yelling. What did, what was the premise of this? Why did she yell at you? Were you not doing your work? No, or were you just... I, I was taking a timed multiplication test and that they gave me massive anxiety. Right. And I didn't finish it. And I was like very upset that I didn't finish it. And she was also upset that I didn't finish it and was like, she used the R word. Yeah, that's which not is nice. A terrible word. That's to horrible. Even speak out loud. But that right. was, this was the 90s. It was a completely different time. But I still like, like my heart beats a little faster even telling that story because right. it was such a moment that stuck out in my head. And that's in third grade. Right. It was a long right. time ago. But I think those moments for little kids, they good or bad, you don't forget them. Yeah, and that's I think that's something you really need to take into consideration is just think about how far back you remember and your children are no different. Completely. Right? They're going to – and there will be things that you don't – you didn't necessarily would think would be that impactful mm-hmm. – that they will literally just remember forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this teacher person, I, I don't even know if she's still alive, but I mean, it was just probably another day for her. Right. You know, that moment that I still remember as an almost 40-year-old woman had that much of an impact. And, you know, she was probably out there doing the best she could, too. Yeah, it's, well, it, you it, know? it's crazy. She was probably frustrated because she thought I could do better. And she thought that by yelling at me, that would motivate me to do better. That was like Marine Corps stuff and on a third I just grader. Shut right? down right. and like still can barely do pretty simple math. And that's embarrassing, but it's true. So I guess the bottom line is don't beat yourself up. Everybody's home is different, everybody's kids are different. And if you're trying and doing the best you can, at the end of the day, that's the best you're going to do. And, like, two things. I'll add two things before we go. Do, like, approach every situation with love. And I think that's the best thing you can do. And I keep seeing this, like, on the gram. But be the parent that a younger you needed. And that's not to rag on our parents but like think about yourself when you were that age like what would you have needed in whatever situation you're dealing with and maybe that will help guide you on how you want to handle it well i think it comes down to changing your style with the situation Mm -hmm. right sometimes there will be situations that will come up obviously that are going to require a different approach Mm -hmm. completely i mean there's not even a question so again they say, again, if, if 30 to 40% of the time you're making it, if you get to that 50% of the time, Mark, you're killing it. You're man. killing it. Parents of the year. <laughs> so, so don't beat yourself up. 
Uh, by the way, you can always, again, follow along, and we'd love for you to weigh in if you head to our Facebook page. If you see uh, search George and Jess podcast. Yep. And uh, you'll find us on uh, Instagram. George and Jess podcast on Instagram, Facebook, georgeandjess.com. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and you'll get a notification every weekday morning at 6 that we're live. And uh, we love the reviews. I know I've gotten a few reviews lately, and we're so happy to hear that you're starting our, your morning with us. Yes, so, please. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, tell your friends. Hit that subscribe button so you get the notification. And uh, don't forget to join me for the, the, the first thing I do now that I'm <laughs> semi-quasi-retired is I head out and feed the birds every morning. And you can follow that little shenanigan on TikTok if you search George underscore Jess one. And uh, you will see that come up as well. I started that Monday morning. Can we start calling you like the bird nerd or something? So this morning (laughs) marks day four. So have yourself a fantastic day. And we will start uh, tomorrow morning. We'll get the weekend rolling on Friday morning with a new episode at 6 a.m.